This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Get $750 cash towards the lease of our 2024 NX350 all-wheel drive. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease cash offer and pricing details. Restrictions apply. Not all customers will qualify. Offer available in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is actually exactly how recording usually goes. <laughs> Did you say this is par for the course with Crush? Yeah, the pretty much. Pretty much. There's usually a child running in at some point. Hello and welcome to Crush the Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Kirsten Lines, and I'm joined today by my cousin and co-host. Aaron Raderstorf, live from my live. kitchen. Live from my kitchen. <laughs> and I'm live from my bedroom, my boudoir. And today, guys, we are so excited because we actually have some listeners, some we actually have some patrons here, and we have a phenomenal guest. You know her, you love her, you probably cried and laughed during her last episode. Claire McCallan. Claire, welcome, welcome back to Crush the Podcast. Thanks, guys. I've been looking forward to this for a while, so I'm stoked to be back. Claire, I need to tell you something I just realized. Um I need, to, I need to confess something before we go any further. Um, I have some anger, not about you, but about, I think it, I, I think it, I'm bringing you along in my anger. I watched a um, romantic comedy or whatever. What was it, Aaron, that I watched? It was oh, the Irish movie. one. It's an Irish. The, the Irish movie about the a famous book. guy who. He was a famous um, guy. He was like 12 and he had hair very similar to mine. He was not 12. Okay, he's he like was tw- an adult. Whatever, 25. It was it was it was like um it was like Notting Hill, but like an off-brand. Like if you were to buy Notting oh, Hill. Notting Hill the dollar store. Okay. So I Bradley was out of town. I was so excited. I was like, he, I was like, Bradley, I'm gonna rent a movie. And he's like, baby, make it a blockbuster night, except it was on Apple. Oh, shut up. Is Eric Figueroa here? Guys, guys, <laughs> Eric Figueroa wow. is here. So I get this movie. I am beyond excited. I'm like romantic comedy, the girl from Dairy Girls, Ireland. I'm going to hear all the Irish accents. I'm going to be so, so, so happy. And it's not Irish people. The two leads are American. I've never been more angry at a movie. And for some reason, Claire, I was very angry for you. I think because I knew one of your crush like stories of you being in Ireland and the boy and everything. And the whole time I was just so angry at Ireland and I love Ireland. It's one of my favorite places I've ever been, but I just, I needed to confess that my anger. Claire is not just a kind that's what it was. I was like, Claire, it, whatever. Right? If you're not into the story, it's fine. We'll move on. No, no. I was looking it up. It's finding you. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a movie you watched. Has anybody, okay. has anybody seen Listen. that movie? Don't watch it. It's a waste yeah, of $4.99. I was, was going to watch it on a plane. I think watching her in anything post-Dairy Girls is going to be tough. You know? It's like and the she's not even the lead. She's like the best friend. That's well, insane. Here's I don't the other, even need to watch this movie. No, you're right. Right. But here's the other thing that I had a very hard time with. If I don't, if the actors do not have chemistry, that is a very, very hard thing. The actress, they obviously chose her because she could play the fiddle or whatever. But what was so, she was just not ready for the emotional scenes. His hair, I don't know what was happening with, it was 
a beautiful coiffure, but I just, I just was angry with the whole, every time they spoke, I'm like, why am I watching a movie that takes place in Ireland? You both have boring American accents. It's terrible. Also, if I remember correctly, they just bicker a lot. I mean, I mean I'll, watch I don't, I'll watch I, this just for you guys. I don't mind when people bicker if I know they're going to kiss at the end, but I, by the time they kiss, I was like, I don't care. I don't, you can't stick your tongue down another person's throat because I don't care at all. Um, before we jump in, yes. I think we wanted to just thank everybody for being Patreon subscribers. That's so exciting. Um, but we did not want to thank the girl. Who- oh, yes. Wait, I'm going to give her a shout out. Because- oh, wait, I can't. Hold on. This girl is amazing. Give- Get an email anytime anyone subscribes. And we always have a little like, hooray. Yay. We just want to say thank you to our patrons, right? That's what they're called. Aaron mm-hmm. always has to help me. But we do not want to say thank you to Kendra. Because on September 27th, Kendra joined. And on September 27th, Kendra canceled. (laughs) Happy for her. Really am. Glad she figured that out quickly. I think Kendra might be the person that gave us one star. Because I was like, oh, Aaron, we got... I mean, guys, we're so small in the patron world that we every time we're so excited. And I was like, Aaron, we got another one. And I was like, never mind. I really have a feeling she thought we were the other crushed the podcast. And then yes. she must have like seen a post that was all about feelings. And she was like, oh no, I wanted baseball. Yeah. Leave me alone. Um, anyway, so Kendra, congratulations to you. Uh, so one of the things we ask our patron. Pa- Patrons. Word. Oh, wait, wait. Did you guys get the email? You did with the link. I called you crushies just as a joke, but I really do want to have a name. Do we like that name? I like that. Say it for me one more time. Crushies. Is that oh, weird? Oh, cute, cute, cute. No, I thought you said crushed peas. I was like, is that something people... <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, what do you think I said? Crushed peas? Like, I don't know. Crushed peas. <laughs> no. I. <laughs> you know, the logo makes itself. That would be such easy You know content. where they eat crushed peas? Freaking Ireland with their lack of accents. That's we where do. they eat crushed peas. I'm still bitter about it. Anyway, uh, yes, so we love... Our patrons, we love our patrons that are on this um, live right now. We love our patrons that have been so supportive. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. And what? And this has been our most most listened to month, right? Erin, you're so on top of stuff. You're Thank you. It's the yeah. outline that I made. <laughs> yeah, you're, I'm really proud to be your cousin, your friend. Thank and you. You're, Second, in case of emergency, obviously, Ginny is your first, whatever. Oh, man. Then your Actually, dad's probably your second. I, maybe I'm like your fifth. Here's my thing that I feel about emergency contacts. And I please, got this I from can't Grace. wait. I'm so ex- from Grace. So we know it's going to be good. Go, please. Yeah. No, I just, your emergency contact should be someone who is actually going to be of service of you, like near you, if there is an emergency. Like, I love my mom so much, but if, if I'm in an emergency and they call her first and she's in Virginia- doesn't do us a lot of good now, does it? I hear what you're saying, but I also feel like in those instances, I really want the people that w- would know what to do and your your mother would know what to do. This is what I'm so excited about. We have listeners in like countries other than America, none than Ireland though. So probably not going to start after this episode, but not only in the US and Canada, but also the Philippines, Australia, Guatemala, and the UK. Oh, UK. Well, I guess that does include Ireland. <sighs> I didn't want to burst your bubble there. But I know. I knew, I, was, I knew what you were going to get to. And I, well, only part of Ireland. I'm sure the I other know. part of Ireland doesn't. I love. Here's the thing. I love Ireland. 
I Here's love it so much. I usually would totally jump into this Ireland conversation, but something really dramatic just happened in my life. <laughs> While you guys were talking about like things that didn't have to do with me, I was like, this is perfect. I'll mute myself. I'll take off my camera. I'll run to the bathroom and pee. And the important thing you need to know for the rest of the episode is that I'm locked in this bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we're renovating an old house. That was the picture you posted. That was like, if you get locked, was that the picture you posted? That was like, if you get locked, call such and such and such. Wait, aren't you the person that you're supposed to call? Yes. So that doesn't help at all. <gasps> it's like my roommates will be back. And honestly, like great lighting in here. It's fine. Well, I'd like to welcome you to Crush the Podcast live with Claire in a bathroom. This oh, is that's amazing. fantastic. This, this, thank you. Thank you, live. Yes. Thank yes. you, live. Um, all right. Well, yeah. So we're just so, so grateful. And we're so grateful that we have patrons here live during this episode. And we have a patron who is willing to share her mash with us. So it's Christy Steinman. Did you want to live in a mansion apartment, shack, or house? A mansion. Of course. I was, I was the oldest of five kids and we lived in a house with one shower. So of course a mansion. And Claire's now living in a shower. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the bathtub. it's actually less gross than sitting on the toilet. There's an episode of full house where uh, Joe Stephanie, Stephanie moves, Stephanie mm-hmm. moves into the bathtub and her outfit is stellar. It was like a sequin jacket and it was a really great episode. I encourage all of you to watch it. Anyway, Christy. Um, okay. So you wanted to live in a mansion and what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be on SNL, which I actually just told my husband this and he's like, what? Cause it makes Christy, no sense. Are we? I wanted Why? to be Did you used to watch it all the time? I don't know. I was 12. I was super sheltered, but I thought that maybe, so maybe this would have been like my answer at like 14. I don't remember at 12 exactly, but I know that that was like a desire to be on a stage, like performing with really funny, fun people. I used to watch SNL when I was babysitting. It was the only thing I I would call my mom because I couldn't stay awake. I was so tired and I would call my mom and, um, I would try to stay awake and I would watch SNL and that was like Mike Myers and all of like, I feel like even when you didn't get the jokes, it was just like this cool thing that you were supposed to know was funny. Totally. You know what I mean? I think I just like really admired that they were like talented and it was live and they looked like they were having so much fun. And like, especially if they broke, that was like the oh, best. Yeah. I'm like, they're having fun and they're on TV and it's and we're just watching them like have a great time. Yeah. 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 Um, Christy, I don't know if you know this, but we're talented <laughs> and we're live. You're live. So. And you're Hello! here. You're here. Um, and who did you want to marry? Um, Taylor Hansen. Oh, interesting. So, oh, where did you want to live? I don't actually remember. So my guess is probably New York for my SNL dream. Yeah, naturally. It, it was, to me, it was just like the everything. It encapsulated SNL, Broadway, all Big dreams. It. Yeah. Really quickly, before we let you go, um, have, is any, do you, are you married to Taylor Hansen? I am not married to Taylor Hansen. I okay. met my husband um, on the internet, but I did meet Taylor Hansen once. Did you tell That's him? totally counts. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Coming from a girl locked in a bathroom, that totally counts. So, my sister and I saw him in concert. We'll saw all of them at a state fair when I was engaged to my husband. <laughs> and too this late. gets better. Too, too late, late, Aaron. Too we late. stayed after the show because people were just hanging around and we stayed after and we got to meet him and take a picture. And I had so many friends say like, 
you better look this happy on your wedding <laughs> if you do right now with Taylor Hanson's arm around you. Um, could you all, do you have that picture? Can you send us That's that good. picture as well as a wedding picture, please? That would be fantastic. We, so I want a side by side. Erin, did you ever meet? You've never met Zach Efron, right? No. But for my 16th birthday, I got a signed picture from him because we had a mutual acquaintance. Oh, oh, I see. I have a signed thing from Johnson Child Thomas from um, our aunt and uncle. It's well, still, it's just hard. Well, I met my guy from Celtic Thunder, so <laughs> I'm going to think about ladies. <laughs> Can I share a really weird Hanson thing? Uh, yeah. Uh, we love weird things, especially when so, they involve boy bands. I forgot about this until a few weeks ago. I was like cleaning out my keepsakes because that have moved with me like nine times since I left my parents' house. And I found a baggie with gravel in it. <laughs> Keep going. This is fantastic. <laughs> so when I was in like, well, middle school or high school, I don't know when, when we were in love with Hanson and my sister and her friend if they won their softball game, her friend's dad said, I'll drive you to the Hanson concert in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is where Hanson were from. Yes. And he got their tickets and they were sold out. He could only get two. So I just went with for the ride and I didn't go to the concert, but we found supposedly we maybe didn't their house. Someone in Tulsa told us where their house was. And so we went there and I hope there's like, not. I hope. Like the statute of limitations for like vandalizing gravel. Um, So we took some gravel from their back, from their driveway. I kept it for 20 some years or something. And then um, they did eventually send us a signed like autograph from there was like there someone that worked for them was at the house did you, and, like, oh I'm like did you them. leave a ransom note like we oh. have your gravel no, someone was at the house so I mean I don't know if it was their house at the time or someone just knew them but someone got us autographs from Hanson that were mailed to us eventually okay I would just say Kirsten definitely edit that out because in Oklahoma they have a saying it's take the gravel get the gavel Okay, so just be like really careful. <laughs> Wait, what does that even mean? <laughs> and how do you know that? What if what? what, what? <laughs> I was like, what gravel are you taking, Claire? You go to the pioneer woman's house, you're just like, oh, the gravel. <laughs> That's literally all I know about Oklahoma. I would knock I on her front door. I know the pioneer woman. And that it looks like a pan. Um, all right, really quickly before we go into uh, the, the meat, which sounds so gross. I'm so sorry. Um, the ghosting. I just want to give a huge shout out to Emily Derry. She's on with us right now. She's um, recovering, um, doing awesome in the hospital right now with COVID. And I just want to give a huge shout out because she's awesome. And thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're so excited. I hope this gives a little, Ginny, is this the right serotonin boost? A dopamine boost? Would that be? Oh, I got a thumbs up from Aunt Jenny, the nurse. Serotonin. My, my oxygen actually went up since I've been <laughs> on watching you guys. Shut up! I'm not kidding. Yeah, I was. I asked the nurse. That's why I was off because the nurse was in. So why is my oxygen higher? So I don't know, but it's it went up since I've been watching. So that's cool. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I'm gonna cry. This, awesome. <laughs> this is so great, guys. We yeah. bring people's oxygen up. 
Yeah. Let's, not adver- let's not advertise that. No, <laughs> no, we also are not trained therapists. We like to say that a lot on the show. Please go get yourself a trained mental health professional. Um, all right. Speaking of mental health and all things bathtub related, Claire McCallan. Okay. So we had, I had this idea a couple of weeks ago. We've had an idea for a long time. We were going to do a live episode. We want to do more. And the first person we wanted to have on was Claire. She's so funny. She's such a great storyteller. We love her so much. And also she like used to be obsessed with us. Now I don't think she cares about us as much anymore, but she used to be like totally obsessed with Crush the Podcast before we became friends. Now she doesn't care. But that's not the point. The point is the relationships. Wait, say that again. Wait, what did you say? The real prize, which was the relationship. That's real. Can you not hear me? No, I can. You just beeped out yeah. for a second, but that was real beautiful. And thank you so much. So I had this idea and then I had this idea to talk about ghosting for Halloween. This is going to be our Halloween episode because let's be honest. I, I mean, I feel like everybody's been ghosted in one way or another, and maybe everybody's also ghosted. I'm not sure. So Claire then texted me and she was like, real time. I am getting ghosted in real time. And this was like a week and a half or two weeks ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And she was like, I can go. I can do the episode right now. I was like, okay, okay. We haven't even told me. Can I, let's just say, take a breath, take a breath. And she was like, but I, I'm ready. I'm ready. Then Aaron and I got a text message that was like, you will never believe. So I'm just gonna, uh, before we, Claire, how would you define ghosting? And then Aaron, if you want to give like the true definition of ghost or the, is it this, the times article, like their definition? I remember it again. I got kicked out of that times article because <laughs> I had uh, used all of my times articles allowance. You're them. free. Okay. So Claire, wh- how would you define ghosting? I think it's when someone ends it without communicating it to you clearly that they're ending it. More generally, because they described it as like, it doesn't even necessarily have to be, you have a relationship with the person. It's pretty much just cutting off all communication with someone with no explanation. So like you had said, you'd been ghosted essentially professionally, or like you can Mm -hmm. be ghosted romantically or like in friendships and stuff like that. Okay. Claire, um, McAllen, take it away. I hope you wrote a poem about this. Oh, I'm centering my whole new show about it. Cause I knew I need to just make a new show about dating. Uh-huh. Um, we probably start touring again in the spring um, for context for listeners. I do spoken word poetry. I put together shows on like a single topic. I knew it was going to be dating. And then all this happened. And I was like crying about it. My best friend came and he checked on me and he was like, but Claire, think of the content. <laughs> like, do it for the content. <laughs> content. Do it to further the plot. Yeah. <laughs> There, just so you know, there have been multiple times in my life where I have cried about something and then I've run to the mirror and been like, what do I look like when I cry because of acting? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I dated this guy for like a month and a half. Um, And it was like so clearly doomed. He was, this is where it gets spicy, okay? We figured out really quickly that he was a lot more conservative than I am. But I really fancy myself like a true moderate and just like an open-minded person. And I feel like nobody's being open-minded right now. So like the burden's on me to be the open-minded person. Who's yeah. And let's also right. remember, didn't you go to a thing brought by the Koch brothers? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I grew up working for the Koch brothers. So like, so yeah, I go I grew up now, working for like, the Koch brothers. Yeah. I have amazing liberals in my life. I have amazing conservatives right. in my life. Like, it's okay. Fantastic. You know? Fantastic. Love it. And I think with this guy too, I had convinced myself it was like time to try something new because I always go with like the super charming, whatever, certain type of guy. And this time I was like, 
you know, go a little bit more like, I don't know, like woodsman's. I, I don't know. I was just trying something new. Okay. And no a pine. Let's look for pine right now. Right. <laughs> and anyway, we did for like a month and a half. I can get over his conservatism, even though like that was me just being like in the honeymoon phase, because now that I look back and like Claire, you know, some of the things he was saying, like Claire, that's not conservatism, that's pure conspiracy. But I, again, have a lot of conspiracy theorists who I love and cherish. So I was also like, yeah, I've heard that one before. Like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I know about the airplanes, so it's fine. Anyway, in the end, he's the one who cannot get over our differences, even though I don't have any conspiracies. Okay. My <laughs> stuff's pretty straightforward. But he's the one who's like, yeah, like my best friend told me I really need to talk to you about. X. It's something I believe that he doesn't. He said, I really need to talk to you about X. And also my dad was like, are you going to be able to get over the fact that she's Catholic and you're Christian? And this guy like could not get over it. Like one time we went out to dinner and we passed the Catholic church and I blessed myself and he like called me out on it. Insane. I know, I know guys. I Wait, know. he I called just... you out on it. Like, what do you mean? He was like, see, like, why do you do that? Like you're already blessed. He sounds real really... fun. Yeah. Oh, he, was okay. he was a really good time. He sounds like yeah. a real good time. You guys got to check up on me in real time in these things. Cause otherwise I'll just keep dating some weirdo for like, I, Hey, I tried to ask you some very you good open-ended questions. And I thought of the things you said, and I think that helped in the end, but okay, well, I also really still. tried not to fix you and really just tried to ask some of the questions to get off the phone. He seems like the type that would be like, well, let me just play devil's advocate here. You know, <laughs> I was just thinking to about argue. that all the time. I was like, yeah, like he's like contrarian, you know, but like whatever. Anyway, he sits me down and he's like, these are the issues. And I was like, you know what? You think about it. You let me know. And like, we'll just talk then. So then I don't hear from him for at all, zero for an entire week. And so that's when I texted you and I was like, oh, I'm being ghosted in real time. I'm never going to hear from this man again. Right. A full week goes by and then he does text me and he's like, hey, I thought about it. I prayed about it. I think you're great, blah, 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 list of my good qualities. He's like, that's not going to work. And I'm like, okay, I agree, you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? Uh, I said nothing. I'm just listening. I don't know where this is going. I'm very excited. <laughs> Keep going. So I'm excited point, for your pain is what I'm saying. Right, Please cool. Go. So at that point, like I had thought I was being ghosted and then I was like, oh, I'm not. It's okay. So that's Friday night. I wake up Saturday morning. I'm like, okay, I got dumped. But I'm feeling pretty good. Like I went to an early morning Pilates class. I went to the Lululemon store. I got my whole self like a whole new set. You know, I'm feeling good. I'm taking a walk. I'm listening to music. So there's a street right down by the water. I live in the North mm-hmm. of Boston, right on the port. It's gorgeous. And it's like a beautiful day. I'm bopping to like old school Demi Lovato. Like I'm having a really good time. And you know, when you break up with someone, you like think you see them everywhere. Yes. Yeah. So I look up and I'm like, oh my gosh, that guy looks so much like him. And then I look back up and I'm like, no, <laughs> this is not happening right now. Cause here's why it's so insane that this happened. First of all, his car was slowing down where I was because his hand was pointed out the window because he was pointing out the romantic spot by the water that I showed him to the blonde girl in the passenger seat of his car. He was on a date. 24 hours after breaking up with me, two blocks from my house, which is insane because this man lives an hour away. 
What? Yeah, it, first, it's he literally muting. Kirsten is laughing so hard, it's muting her mic. That is, that is so, what did you do? I, did you make eye contact with him? I would have, like. He saw me, saw him see me. Oh my God. <laughs> I, like, I blacked out. It's, it's a, like, small wonder that I didn't just fall over. I would have jumped in a trash can to get away from that situation. I was already in the trash can, Erin. <laughs> Claire, I need you to know I have so much joy, not for your pain. Please don't think I have joy for your pain. I have so much joy for multiple reasons. One, this feels like a Leslie Nope story. Two, this feels like a story that has happened to me many times. And three, because as an artist and as a creative, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much good stuff here. Oh yeah. This is why my friend Fernando was like, oh, this is going to be so good. And it's good because I needed like a, like a pinnacle to my show, like a climax yeah. or something. And that now I have it. But like literally 24 hours after you dump me, you bring some girl, you know, and nothing against blonde people, but as a brunette, you know, the blondes are like the other, you know, <laughs> you bring some blonde it's two blocks from my apartment and he's slowing down his car to point out, like, he's like showing her the spot, which like, I showed you mother hacker. I was like, mm. did you listen to Deja Vu by Olivia Rodrigo and just so like ruin the day? <laughs> so much. I was like, someone was like, isn't there an Olivia Rodrigo song about this? And just, You're right. That's all I could listen to for like a week. So this all happened a week ago. Oh my god. Not gosh. even less than a week ago. It'll be a week from Saturday. Well, this um, won't air for a while, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Really quickly, really quickly. Um, a guy that he broke my heart. We just dated. We weren't like together together, but he broke my heart. We didn't date. We didn't talk for like three years. Then after my ex and I broke up, I ended up living. It's a very weird turn of events, but I ended up living in his apartment for a month. I share, I slept in the other bed. It's Parker. I slept in the other bed. I would like throw my stuffed animal at him because he snored so loud. That's not here nor there. So one time he was, (laughs) can I just say, I love that you were going to be all coy about it. And then you were like, meh. Oh, it's Parker, whatever. We'll have him on here one time. It's, I mean, Parker's like the best. I love him so much. Three years before, we're like dating, just dating. He's like, hey, do you want to see where I um, want to like live? Like want to raise my family? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. So we like go down in his truck and we go down to somewhere in Orange County. I can't like Balboa or something. It's like this really cute area. And he's like, holding we're like holding hands as we're driving by and he goes that's like my dream home and he goes and you know this is where my kids will go to school and he goes and this is where Amanda will teach Amanda was his ex-girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh thank you Claire that was that was a delightful story and yes. I love you so much mm-hmm. um, Aaron would you like to share your ghost story there was a guy that I, and my mom knows this story, so I don't feel weird sharing it. <laughs> I saw her down there and I was like, oh, so there was a boy that I had a crush on in high school and we sort of reconnected during college as friends. And he invited me finally to go visit him at his school, which is about two hours away from me. I'm watching my mom like clock what this story is. <laughs> Uh, about two hours away from me. And I was so excited and I agreed to go. And we ended up spending the whole day together. Like I was just supposed to go for lunch and we ended up there. Oh my gosh. I I got there maybe at 11 AM and I ended up staying until about midnight and finally midnight rolled around. 
And he was basically saying like, you can sleep here if you want, you can sleep over, like I can stay on the couch. And just the whole situation made me so uncomfortable. Like, and I think that was the other thing. I didn't know how I felt about the situation of, of sleeping over or even like staying there and being together the next morning. I just, it didn't cross my That's mind that that was going to occur. That's yes. a lot. And it didn't even cross my mind because we were doing a lunch day that that was something I even had to think about. And so I I didn't like run out of there without saying goodbye, but I was like, no, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go. And he was like, why are you leaving at midnight for a two and a half hour drive? It was, we, we ended it like, it didn't seem weird at the time. Um, I ended up staying at a friend's college who was like an hour away instead of going all the way home. Uh, and then I never, I never, but we had made plans for like him to come visit me during Halloween and all this stuff. And then I never heard from him again. And I messaged his really good friend and I was like, Hey, can you just tell me what's going on? Like, did I do something wrong? Blah, blah, blah. And then he brought up the friend brought up another situation, which had happened with me and the same guy about a month earlier, we had had a, a party that was out in a cornfield and everyone was going to bring tents and stuff like this. Naturally. Very Virginia. <laughs> And I had invited him and he wasn't really in our friend group. Um, I, again, didn't put two and two together about the tent sleeping situation. So So I felt like it was important to me to make it very clear that I was not comfortable sharing a tent with him, which was great. Good for me for standing up and sharing my boundaries, but I way overdid it. (laughs) Way overdid it. And I think I made him feel like, am I creeping her out? Like what, what, am, what message, what signals am I sending that she thinks she has to send this message home so hard? Oh, I feel that in my bones. Yeah. <laughs> and so and he was a totally lovely guy. Never, ever made me feel pressured. But I think I was just like, okay, I have to stand up for myself in this situation. He's going to know. And I, of course I went way far and he felt like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I think if I wasn't mature enough to have the conversation that I couldn't have, which was, I'm not comfortable with, and it wasn't even, honestly, it wasn't even about the sex. It was just like, I'm not comfortable having those hard conversations with you Mm. in general about any of that. And so I almost feel like him ghosting me was the exact same thing I did to him. I didn't communicate anything that I was feeling with him. I just ran, you know, in both situations. Um, And I think it was probably for the best that he ghosted me because I would not have been able to, not only would I not have been able to communicate how I was feeling about the situation, I would not have been able to accept any criticism on how I handled it. Do you know what I mean? If he had said like, hey, the way you handled that actually kind of made me feel really bad, I would have been like, well, I'm, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I would have been like, well, I'm supposed to set boundaries and da, 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 like (laughs) just. I would not have, I wasn't mature enough. I wasn't mature enough to be in those situations without having those tough conversations. Um, and so when I was thinking back, I'm like, wow, I can't believe this guy ghosted me after inviting me to spend the whole day with him. And we had such a great time. And now that I think about it, I'm like, no, that's exactly how I should have handled it. <laughs> that was happened. where your maturity was at. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's the, the really interesting thing about ghosting is it's like, it really does speak volumes about and I know it says it in this Times article, and I know people always say the way the way somebody treats you speaks more about them than mm-hmm. about you. But when you're getting treated terribly, that it doesn't matter. It hurts. Well, that, that was the other thing was I was just so confused by it because I was like, what did I, I took it so personally. I was like, what did I do wrong? I just, I, I, yeah, exactly what Claire said. I feel that whole thing in my bones, like all the immaturity, all that I'm trying to communicate and I'm over communicating. Oh. I'm setting, I'm setting I'm, all I'm the boundaries. Putting, you know, I'm putting traits on somebody that they're not expressing. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, 
which just is also, again, it's, it, it's a whole communication blunder of like, I'm clearly not listening. And then I'm also not communicating. I'm just, I'm there. Like, <laughs> okay. So I have been ghosted a ton, <laughs> like a ton. <laughs> like, wait, so I have much. a question. I have a question, Kirsten, because Emily yeah. brought this up, but she was like, I didn't have a word for it because it was when she was in high school because they didn't call it being ghosted back then. What no, would you I didn't have, called have a word it, it. What would you have called it? Like just ignored? Yeah, I don't even know. I Like, yeah, I think rejected. I got rejected. Mm, okay. I got well, rejected. We talked about this a little bit before about how like ghosting and the dating app age go hand in hand because yeah. it's so much easier to ghost someone if you know you're never going to have to see them again. Right. Yeah. And, and when you you're in no Los person to person connection too. And when you're in Los right. Angeles, you don't think you're going to see these people again because it's right. such a huge city, but you do right. sometimes just like you're lovely. Yeah. in Boston. I just can't get over that he lived an hour away. Yeah, it's crazy how you run into someone when you go on a date in their front yard. It's nuts. <laughs> um, okay, so I was trying to think about this and I realized, and I kind of shared this a little bit because I re-listened to our my a very special episode before we did this. And I, I was thinking about it. Almost all, every single time I got ghosted by a guy, like in a romantic sense, it was always because I wasn't going to put out. It was always the guy that was like, I think I can do it. And then they were like, okay, peace out. 1,000%. Yes. <laughs> and I, so my, my, so like I have some from college and I don't really have anybody from my high school because nobody wanted to date. Oh, oh, I do have one from high school. I just remembered. I do have one. He totally goes to me. I talked about it in my very special episode. So it's fine. You should listen to it. It's a great one though. He totally goes to me. Um, and then I have college ones and all this stuff, but so do I, so do I tell the college one? Do you want me to tell the college one or do you want me to tell? Cause the college one's good too. The college one. I, well, the other one is quick. You can say that one quickly. You know what I mean? But say right. the college one first. Cause the college one is just too good. <laughs> okay. okay. So I talked a little bit about this guy on our very special episode. He was a frat boy president. He was like, you know, one of the guys in college and he somehow we, I like made fun of him one of the first days of school. And he was like, who's this girl that she would make fun? Like, doesn't she know who I am? And I was just like, I don't, I don't care. Um, so, and he was my roommates, like uh, what, what would that be? Like orientation leader, O leader. So like, I saw him all throughout the year. He was president of fraternity. He invited me to all, him, my roommate and I to all the frat parties. So towards the end of the year, we're like so into each other, but he knows he's not going to sleep with me. But we end up like going on a date. He ends up doing these animal crackers where we're watching. Not animal crackers. We're watching Armageddon. Just listen to this. They were just animal listen. crackers. No, but we didn't do them. He just oh. said Ben Affleck makes a good point because isn't that amazing? Oh. Like, right. That there. Just go listen to the episode. It's too good. I don't. I can't tell the whole story yet. Anyway, fast forward to like uh, a couple weeks later, I'm living in the dorms over the summer. I'm doing summer stock, uh, like dinner theater or not dinner theater, but summer stock theater. And he's, you know, he's on campus a lot because he's a frat, he's a frat president. So he like comes in for these meetings, whatever. So he came in and like, we're dating and I'm so in like with him. Like I'm head, he's funny. I'm so in like with him. And so he comes over and I'm really sick. Come to find out <laughs> there was black mold in my, um, my dorm. And so I kept getting horribly ill over the summer, but nobody knew what it was. And so I was like really sick and he kept trying to kiss me. And I'm like, dude, we can't make out. Like I, 
just I'm if you can't like, breathe through your ex- nose, you cannot you. make out yes. with someone. And I think he thought I was faking it because he knew I like wasn't gonna sleep with him. So I think he thought I was faking it because he thought, and then he was like all like put out because he came all the way to school, which I'm like, you already had a meeting. Like, what is wrong with you? Anyway, he left. I ended up going to the ER that night and got diagnosed with walking pneumonia on bronchitis. Like I was very, very sick. He left and I never heard from him. He wouldn't IM me. He wouldn't call me. I, this is before cell phones, I think. Oh, so sad. Would he Um, he page you? I never had a pager. I never had a pager because I wasn't a doctor that needed to get to my (laughs) surgery. Uh, The kids on Dawson's Creek had pagers. (laughs) Well, as you all know, I was not on Dawson's Creek. Although Rory had a pager. Rory was super cool and had very wealthy parents, grandparents. Um, I did play Curse Smith's girlfriend on an episode of The Closer and I literally walked in the room and found out that he was my boyfriend. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're on Dawson's Creek. Oh my gosh. Like when he it. popped up on Riverdale, cause he was on a couple seasons of Riverdale. I was like, Dawson's Creek. <laughs> they were like, and you'll be sitting next to Kerr. He's playing your boyfriend. And I was like, hey. <laughs> my first job ever. I didn't know what to do. And I'd only ever been an extra. So I was like, you're not supposed to look at people. So then I'm supposed, now I'm at the table, like at the big table with all the main actors. And Keir Sedgwick is like, has her accent because they're shooting. So she's like, ha. And I'm like, don't look at her. Don't look at her. And then she kept saying hi. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Hi. And then Kerr's like, hello. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm just like, the whole thing. I was like, I don't know where to look. This is so scary. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, this is before I was living in LA, before I had an agent, a manager, before anything. This boy will not text me back and I'm heartbroken or call me back or whatever. And I'm heartbroken. So I get one of my friends to instant message him, say, hey, uh, did you hear about Kirsten? And he was like, no, what? And she's like, oh, uh, she's up to play Tom Hanks's daughter in a movie. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> I didn't know anybody. <laughs> He messaged me within 37 seconds and was like, hey, Kirsten, how are you? And I was like, oh, hey, Garrett. Yeah, his name's Garrett. Of course it is. And he was like, and I was like, oh, hey, Garrett, what's up? And he's like, Lindsay just told me your good news. And I was like, oh, what's that? I like played so stupid. And he was like, I'm going to be up at school later. I was like, I probably can't see you because I have my call back. For the Tom Hanks, your fake callback. <laughs> Why were they auditioning for a Tom Hanks movie in where did you go to school? Pennsylvania. Okay, first of all, I made it seem like I went to New York for the audition. Oh, <laughs> second of all, I don't know. So just a real full lie. <laughs> just, oh, I was a full face. I don't even know if in the last those three years Tom Hanks came out with a, in a movie with a girl with her daughter, Maybe like Polar so Express, scary. like right. <laughs> I just wonder if he was like, hmm, Tom Hanks hasn't made a movie with a daughter that's like a teenager. That's interesting. <laughs> I guess it didn't get funding. So really quickly, this is my husband Bradley. Did we talk about this on his episode? Yes, you 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 mentioned the basics of the fact that you kind of ghosted him, but you didn't really get into what or why and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so really quickly, Bradley and I met in improv class in Groundlings in LA. Yep. Yep. Uh, we were in like two or three classes together. Mm-hmm. We did our one time we got up on stage, we referenced Operation Dumbo Drop. Yeah, I do remember that. So obviously this is a match made in heaven. I actually remembered him. When That's he- more like match made in the blockbuster bin. <laughs> 
not so much heaven. He had to leave the improv class. So he messaged me on MySpace. Yep. Why did you message me on MySpace? Actually, I've never asked you that. Um, did you think I was cute? Yeah, of course. Of course oh, I thought you were cute. That's sweet. Yeah, I thought when I- I first... didn't know if you were like mass messaging people. Like... <laughs> to whom it may concern. He's just networking. The past few networking. days have been glorious. I messaged you on MySpace because that's, I think the only way I, I could get in touch with you. We ended up talking on the phone for like an hour and a half or two hours. It was a long time. I, my phone died and I didn't have a, I had to go into a Walmart, plug my phone in because I didn't have a car charger. And I called my best friend who was back in Arizona. And I said, I think I'm going to marry this guy. So then we made plans to go to lunch. Uh, March 4th, 2007, I wrote. So I talked to Bradley for over two hours. He is so nice and sees me as funny, and he's honest. What is that? And then Bradley wrote- As we met, our days <laughs> grow. Last night, I talked with Kirsten for the first time, and we talked for more than two hours. Both our phones died, exclamation point. It was good convo, and she is a super cool girl. I will speculate more <laughs> than that, but, question mark, I exited, what is it? I'm excited. I'm excited about lunch with Kirsten today. So then March 5th, 2007. Dear Lord, this is a prayer journal. This is hers. I'm sick of getting excited and then feeling nothing. <laughs> no spark, <laughs> no chemistry. And when I do feel it, then they don't feel it back. Ugh, I'm sick of dating or just as a stupid whatever. <laughs> and we can't find his, but he was mad. You were mad at me. You were an OG ghoster. Before I knew what ghosting was, I just thought it was called dating. Because that was my relationship with dating. <laughs> um, but you really, really put the nail on the coffin because it was great. I had fun. Well, you were wearing a terry cloth had... shirt with with different buttons. Okay. We have a picture somewhere. It's not terry cloth. It was more of a brushed cotton. It was like a velour <laughs> terry cloth. <laughs> it was a great color. He also it had like multiple buttons, like different color buttons. It was like it was super. I took headshots in those, so we do. I I know you took headshots. We have them. I saved them. I Go think ahead. I even have one where I'm like, on <laughs> you a do. Like he this. has one like where he's pushing his boobs. Hey, boobies. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Boobies make the movies. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's in the Bible. Um, so, but I I remember uh, thinking like, oh, that was really fun, and but at the same time, there were there was so often that like first date, it's just lunch, whatever. Most of the girls I'd met in LA were really flaky. And LA, I'm sure, Aaron, you can attest to this. LA is such a flaky place in general. Yeah. It's, like, oh it's, my gosh, I love you. You're the best thing ever. Let's totally hang out tomorrow. And then you text me and you're like, oh, but you know what? I totally have this other thing. I'm so sorry. Or yeah, nothing at all. And his journal, he was like, I'm kind of mad at Kirsten. She like didn't call me back. Yeah, I was totally mad. I was as mad as Whitney Houston is and that amazing picture behind you that was on <laughs> probably her best album ever arguably yeah because that's got the greatest love of all on it and tonight as we're wrapping up i think it's important to remember the greatest love of all is to love ourselves thank you my little record wall also the children um, are our future i believe that if you teach them well just let them lead the thank way thank you so much for coming on the podcast <laughs> show them all the beauty they possess and so so anyway, I thought he was too nice and I didn't call him back because I was well, like, let's, okay, well, actually, I brought this my is interesting. To LA None of our LA didn't let me know that it, that doesn't work. I was like puppy dog, like, hey, okay, cool. Let's hang out. And I did. I was naive to that. So there were plenty of girls that I would meet 
And I'd be like, oh, they're super cool. And I think they're Christian and this is cool. And and then, you know, let's hang out. And I was like, oh yeah, that's great. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wish she talked to me. She's really into me. And then find, come to find out that was just placating and like, get me out of the social situation, never to be heard from again. So this is interesting because we haven't had somebody that's been able to account for both sides of the ghosting situation. Kirsten, why did you ghost and not just say exactly what you were thinking? And Bradley, at what point did you kind of accept like, okay, I'm not going to hear from her again? I think I was, you it was, was too boring, right? No, no. And I didn't think you were boring. Vanilla, no, you were too easy, nice. Too you were too nice. nice. And we talk about this on the episode that's coming out. I was so influenced by romantic comedies and so many other things in my life that I really thought real love was when a guy changed for you. And he was just too nice. Like you're like, we're not going to have any adversity kind of. Yeah. yeah. And as you can tell, I do, I'm I mean, combative. I grow, but it wasn't like I needed like this big, hard stop. Like I was like, like I wanted, I wanted, a you wanted player. somebody that was going to like give up something for yes, you. I wanted a player. I, I always had this dream of like Justin Timberlake or whoever, like this guy who could sleep with anybody and picked me. <laughs> so what does that say about Bradley? <laughs> that I was like in the bullpen, like third, fourth string. So was- no, because I had that. I got that. And then I realized that was terrible. Also, to be fair, he didn't stop sleeping with other people. I just didn't know it. I just thought no, we're did. not talking oh, yeah. about Bradley. And then I grew, okay. I grew up. But but yeah. I, I think the reason I ghosted, ghosted you, honestly, even though we didn't have that term, is I just didn't, I was mad at God because I felt like I thought this guy was so great. And then there was no like chemistry, no sexual connection. No, I didn't know. I don't know. I thought, I, I literally thought you were like, gee, mister, like you were just so like. <laughs> I think that's a, you really, I think that there's an element of that that's fair. I think on my end, Aaron, getting to your question, um, I don't think there was, it didn't seem so perfect, amazing angels and confetti that if if any, I got to chase her down. I got to, yeah. it was just kind of like when that happened, I was like, this is cool and she's kind of cool. Oh, she didn't call me back? Okay. All right. Let's keep going. His journal would say otherwise. It was not just an okay. That was after the journal, then it was okay. We got it out. So to wrap up, yeah, I think kind of a, a thread that runs through all of ours is sort of this idea of either people didn't know how to communicate or they honestly just were not mature enough to know that it's, you know what I mean? Like, to have those hard conversations. I think that's totally true. Wait, Christy, I have a question because you said you met your husband online. eHarmony. It was eHarmony. Oh my gosh. Do you know how many people I've met that have gotten married off eHarmony? We met like 11, 11 years ago. So it's been a long time. And there yeah. were a lot. I, he was not the first person that I met on there. So there were a lot of weird. Other harmonizers <laughs> before him. Uh, there were a lot of first dates. I mean, I was living in Minneapolis and St. Paul at the time. And I was like such a snob that I was like, I won't date anyone in the suburbs. I limited it. <laughs> if they had a suburb, like a suburb. And if they were not. Well, yeah, because you don't want them to come if they live an hour away and have a, and have a date with a new person a block away from your house. Yeah. I was just such a city snob that I was like, I will not date a suburb guy. I also said he had to be more than six feet tall, which was ridiculous. Cause I'm five one. So once I changed, I went on so many <laughs> terrible dates. And once I changed my restrictions to like, I would allow for someone five, nine, I think, which is still eight inches taller than me. 
And I would allow for someone in the suburbs. I met my husband pretty quickly. And oh, I love that too. And I know this is not what this episode is about, but I love that because I feel like when I was more open to a lot of things and when I had been, honestly, when I had healed from a lot of stuff too, but when I been more open, then I realized I was an idiot. But I also think actually that does kind of wrap in because kind of like Bradley was saying, like, yes, if you're on something like Bumble or Hinge, you're going to talk to people for a little while. And then if you just don't get the vibe, you just don't text them back. And it's, it's until, and I guess to me, that still is ghosting, even when it's kind of like socially acceptable, like in that situation, nobody takes it really personally after right, 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 right. a little while. Lower but case I, G ghosting. Uh, yes. Like it's a point. lower case. Sure. Yes. But it's still, you know, it, it's when you've got that clear emotional attachment and, and, the big thing that I was reading about ghosting is like, there's different levels of ghosting, but at the most basic form, it's disrespect. You know, it's disrespectful. It's somebody that you do owe an explanation to mm. that you aren't giving to them. Do you know what I mean? It's something that like has become common and is, I think, socially acceptable in certain situations. But like, I think people have gotten, it's almost like they've strengthened that muscle to be able to do it and look away. And so I feel like it's almost happening more often now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in non-socially. Yeah, totally. Oh, wait, we never asked Claire her movie really quick. Okay, Claire, perfect. Claire, wrap it up. This is how we're going to wrap it up. When you were at a slumber party, what was the movie that you and your friends always watched? Princess Diaries extended like director's cut. So we would watch the whole thing where it's like some middle-aged man being like, and this is why we Gary Marshall. Marshall. It's Gary Marshall. Some <laughs> middle-aged man. It's Gary Marshall. Jenny's really proud right now that she <laughs> yeah, That's so extremely well. impressive. Gary Marshall was the soundtrack to my childhood then. I would go over to Katie Judge's house and we would just watch this man narrate it. We'd get the scoop. This man. (laughs) An icon. I just want to go back to when um, Claire fully offended Aaron over Gary Marshall. We'll call him that guy. That I have no was. idea who this person is. I'm sorry. But the documentary on him called We Are Marshall. It's really good. <laughs> It's a, it's a really good Is this like someone who like, I should know now I'm Googling. Gary yes. Marshall? Look up all of Gary Marshall's films. You'll know. Wait, he puts you all, all the same cast. Gary Marshall too? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He was like, okay. All right. I see Happy this. days. Okay, I got it now. Pure, pretty Now woman. I get why you thought it was so funny that I knew His who that was. Hey, oh, Raising Helen. Oh, uh, focus, focus. When they raised her. His sister. Never been kissed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. His sister directed A League of Their Own, Peggy Marshall. Oh, wow. Penny Marshall. Right. Oh, wow. Penny wow. Marshall. See, I'm what a terrible person, too. Feel All us. right. Thank you guys so much for coming to Crush the Podcast Live. We love you guys so much. Um, Seriously, seriously, seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was um, amazing. This was so much fun. This was such a great like introduction into all of this. So all I'm I know so... is from out there, you were yelling and you were happy. <laughs> Claire, thank you so much for having, <laughs> for having us. Claire, uh, Claire we our love first you live so episode much. was amazing. Claire, we love you so much. Everybody have a good night. Really, really bye. bye guys. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Get $750 cash towards the lease of our 2024 NX350 all-wheel drive. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease cash offer and pricing details. Restrictions apply. Not all customers will qualify. Offer available in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.